Ross Brand here for Ross and Nez. We continue with our three-part conversation with Chris Cubbernus. Cubby, in part one, Cubby talked about what he likes and doesn't like so much about marketers, and he got into how to go about building an audience, in, including the really the hardest thing that you need to do, uh, and most people don't do when it comes to building an audience. For part two, we pick up with Nez deciding it would be wise to elicit hate mail by going after Gary V. And then Covey gets into talking about why he's all in on LinkedIn. He gives his thoughts about whether voice content is really the next big thing and what role, if any, social media will play in the life of his kids. Here it is, part two of our three-part conversation with Chris Covey episode 13 of the Ross and Nez podcast. I know this is going to come off wrong. It probably will. Somebody listening will send me hate mail. But like I've been talking about this for like 25 years. I've been a writing professor, creative writing professor, communication professor for a long time. One thing I love about Chris, your communications is so just off the charts. Yes, I think I, I, I want to talk about your, I love your, your content on picking up the phone. We're going to get to that too. Cause I love that content because yeah. I love being on the phone with my clients. Like I have a 99% close rate when I get people on the phone. I love okay. it. Wow. <clears throat> but like this idea of self, I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but, but this idea of self investigation, how could you ever even think, how could you even decide you want to be a surgeon? You want to be a, airline pilot, you want to be a marketer, you want to be a lawyer, if you don't know who the hell you are. If you don't know who the hell you are, if you don't have that epicenter, right, that core, then yeah. people are going to misread you and you're going yeah. to just be like mirroring what everybody else does. And like you said, authenticity, yeah. that gets totally watered down. Sorry, Ross, go ahead. Yeah. Are you finished? <laughs> <laughs> One more thing. One more thing. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, I, what I want to talk about a little bit is get into, you know, sort of the practical side of the different tools that are out there, because, right. of course, it's about strategy, not about tactics in the beginning, but tools are changing, opportunities are changing, and I, I love the video that you did recently on, on LinkedIn, where you talked about five tips on LinkedIn, and yeah, what, was right. so, what was so was great fun. about that and Thanks, is that when I see somebody delivering value like that, and not just delivering value, but showing talent, showing a talent for communicating on video, for how to produce a video, all that stuff, that speaks for what you can do better than any sort of look at me, look at me, look at me kind of, kind of thing. Right. Um, I, but it also raises a question like, I, I think I've noticed that you're much more active uh, you know, like Nez said, I don't really pay attention, but I, I, it seems you're a lot more active on LinkedIn of late. Is Absolutely. That, so yeah. What role do you, you spot think, on, man. do you think LinkedIn, um, do you think voice, like, you know, maybe Alexa or, or, or right. just different kinds of podcasts? What, what, right. what are you seeing as like part of the 2018 mix we should be looking at that maybe the, the, average social media person has has sort of overlooked for a while right 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 i mean i think that uh, like you kind of said like linkedin i'm focused in on linkedin because it reminds me and this is really how you know i've come into even though i've been a marketer for so long and been on different platforms i really kind of came into the forefront when i started doing snapchat and that's because i caught a wave 
right? right. And I see there's, I'm catching a wave on LinkedIn right now. Yeah. I, I feel like there's this, the, the tide has gone out and, I, oh, you know what? There's going to be a wave here. And so I've noticed that pattern. I noticed that on Twitter, what it was like 10 years ago or maybe a little less, maybe nine years ago when it was like really like, okay, now this thing is catching steam. <laughs> Excuse me. And I noticed that on Snapchat and now I'm noticing the same dynamics are happening on LinkedIn. And that's why I'm really going all in there right now. So um, as much as you can, because it's not, it's not a, it's not a spray sort of Twitter type, you know, get these characters out there sort of action sort of thing. It's more thought, you know, thought based, but, but I'm, I'm really advising marketers that right now, if you have, if you're a content creator, like you guys are creating a show like this, if you're not putting your content up there and you're not connecting with people that might also enjoy this kind of content, you're going to miss a boat. Cause right now there's a, there's an opportunity where people are engaging a lot more. They're appreciating that the, the platform is opening up. The platform is supporting creators, not just their, they used to just support like their influencers. They had this right. influencer list. That's sort of That's not the case anymore. They're supporting people who are actually creating good content on the platform. And if you're a good content creator, like you guys are, now's, now's the time to get in, make some good connections, um, be upfront about your sort of intentions, have good intentions, be like, you know what, we just want to provide value to people, which is what also I want to do. I want to, I want to help people become better marketers so that they don't become, you know, these self-absorbent assholes. I want people to... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I want people right. to, to, and I want people to succeed in business. I want, there's a lot of people that fail at business and, and it's, it's because they've missed some fundamentals. They've missed some things. And I don't, I would like to see more businesses created. I would like to see more people successful in their businesses because I want to see more than just solo entrepreneurs. I want to see actually people build real businesses with real employees, with real, you know, real heart and attention and good vibes put into that. Because that's that's what's going to help the world, I guess, from my perspective. And LinkedIn should be a place where we're having these conversations, right? I mean, it yeah, is, it's, it, it's the first place most people go to look at your professional presence, your professional side, find yeah. out who you are professionally. And so it's a tremendous opportunity for people who have the chops, who can come across well professionally, who do create content that not only is interesting and informative and entertaining, but has a professional gloss to it that, that appeals to people in business that you might work with. Why not go to LinkedIn and, and, and do it? Um, yep, what do you, absolutely. In terms of video, because uh, I, I just love that video that you did. Um, do you think that the way to go are, are very short form stuff? Is it take a highlight clip from a conversation like this or do you say put a whole show up there and you know, or you, well, the max is kind of 10, 10, the max is kind of 10 minutes right now on LinkedIn. I think that I am never sure. I, you know, you could tell me that like someone told me the other day, oh, actually I read an interesting article that said, um, the internet is visual, always use visuals in mm. your communications. And if you go to my latest tweets, you will not see a single image, but you'll see that they're doing quite well. They're getting retweets, they're getting likes. And I'm like, an article like that would, would have me assume that 
I needed to have an image on everything. And that's not right. the case. And that's why I want to say like, hey, only 10 minute videos work or only one minute videos work or only, I think that for marketers need to experiment so that's much right. and companies need to experiment so much with, with what works and what doesn't. And that takes, that takes a production and a publishing schedule and a, and a content creation schedule that allows you to learn from those things in a quick fashion. Right. So I always say publish a lot and publish varying stuff like, cause you never know what's really going to work until you hit the publish button. So yeah, I think yeah. that's, I think that's super, you know, important for marketers. If you're listening, like what we do and we've done for the past two years is, is advise our clients, like put publish, 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 publish all the time. And then they say, well, we only want to put out quality. And I ask them what's quality. And then they go, oh, well, it has to have the right lighting and it has to write this. And I'm like, but you could do all that and then you could get nothing working on it, right? Like you would have no likes, no comments. Right. And I say, do you want that? No, no, we don't want that. We want the quality and we want that. Well, the only way you get that is, is by pushing publish. And the only way you know what's going to work is until you push publish. So right. I say publish a lot, find out what works, experiment a lot, and you'll find, you'll find out what works for your audience, right? And, and now that we know that every post doesn't have to be visual or have a video or have an image or something, talk no. about um, podcasting and voice and, and things like that. Gary Vaynerchuk uh, gave a speech with, at, at Vid Summit where we were both attending. And, and I thought the takeaway quote from everything he said was, voice is the next frontier. And he talked at a video conference about creating audio content, <coughs> content, whether it's short flash briefings for Alexa or it's uh, podcasts that people can take with them. Um, where do you see in your content mix voice being uh, a part of the game in 2018? And lucky for us, lucky for Ross and I, we both have faces for radio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys are in the sweet spot. I'm I, can yes. see, I can see. I'm same with, absolutely. <laughs> same with, same with me. That's, that's why all my video is from here up. You don't, you don't ever... Ross, take heed of this, okay? Take some notes, will you? <laughs> why do you think I worked in radio for 12 years? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's. Face, I got a friend in radio as well. I had well. a face for radio, and I didn't have to change my name. Perfect. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, yeah. You were born ready. <laughs> Your parents said he's going to be in radio. <laughs> Boy, look at this! Look at this beautiful baby. I can't wait till he gets into radio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So First. besides besides those uh, obvious yeah. factors, where do you see that that voice and and podcasting? We and, want Chris's take. We want Chris's yeah. take. What's Chris's well, take? Well, okay, you guys. Like, here's where I maybe am stupid, or maybe I'm not really like agreeing with Gary because I, you know what? I know he's been pushing the voice thing. I just don't feel for it. I don't know why, but there's something about me that I'm like. Okay, yeah, maybe, but I don't really feel like that makes sense to me. Um, I think VR and AR and video content and that is is still going to be a big thing. And I don't know, like I get the search, the, the, the voice search thing makes a lot of sense to me. 
and and that sort of like okay here I'm gonna buy a product I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it but people are very visual we're yeah. way more we're way more visual than we are auditory and that's that's what's you know kind of goes against human nature at this point Good call. or human Good call. psychology so yeah. I don't know yeah I mean we're our eyes are like built for that our, our brains are work for for taking in this obviously if you're blind and some of that's different but but our, our brains and our our sort of mental faculties are about the visual side of things so um i don't know if i believe in that i i think that there's going to be a place like i said for voice search for products um but i think people will still want to they're not going to just say hey buy me some maybe some like for some basics like you don't need to see the packaging on toilet paper but if someone's like like if you were going to shop like you know what i mean like you don't need to see that but if you're gonna like hey buy buy me some you know buy me some uh buy me some tea. Like I'm drinking tea. Like, Hey Alexa, <laughs> buy me, buy me some tea. Right. People are going to be like, Oh, what, what kind of tea do you want? Um, okay. I've got five options. And then, and then the brand name only plays an important part in that. And that can, and I think that also goes away from where we are in society nowadays, because I don't know if you guys have done this, but I mean, in the last, I would say, 20, 30, maybe more, 40 years, we've opened up in terms of like what brands we will try yeah. and what brands we will. There used to be like only brands that were on radio or TV. That's the only brands that we're going to because those people controlled the flow of information and media and were the only ones that were had enough right. money to actually advertise. So it was like, I'm going to buy, you know, this detergent. I'm going to buy this car, Ford. I'm gonna, but now it's like we have so many the the plethora of products that we have at our disposal, and the the fact that they're so cheap, and the little investment that we have to make to try a new tea, a try a new deodorant, right, is is sort of like so. Gary, in my mind, is sort of saying like, well, brand will only matter, and I'm like, well, brand does matter in my mind, but we're so open to new brands to come in. And brands that, you know, that, that you won't be your, you know, your, yeah, well said, your Tetley teas, they'll be something <laughs> else. Right. So, so I don't know, like, it's what does Gary know? I mean, what does Gary know? Who cares? <laughs> he knows a ton. Like, I love, He's like, honestly, country. like, I know, I know. No, no, but no, but it's super, it's super <laughs> relevant to the discussion. If you, you can't have a marketing discussion right now without mer- making, you know, reference to Gary. Yeah. And that's, that's an amazing thing that he's done. Yep. He is the top, you know, yeah. it's like, you can't talk about action films without talking about the rock. Like right. he's right. literally, right. he can't have a marketing discussion without mentioning the guy that's at the top right now. And I think, you know, he, he, he directs a lot of different stuff, but you know, with Gary, I've always, you know, taken things with a little bit of a grain of salt because I have my own ideas. And also because I know like he's been pushing Snapchat he actually owns some Snapchat stock. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Or, you know, and I love, I love Snapchat. I don't know what kind of audio, I think a lot of startups that he's probably invested in when it comes to his venture capital fund have probably been in that zone as well on the AI voice side. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's probably that also in his mind that he's saying, okay, I should, I should push these things because I have the, I have the influence now that I can actually, direct some things towards things because i think he saw that with snapchat if i 
you know, I mean, when Gary got on Snapchat, which is, which it really is just was smart business, hard, right? It's not necessarily a negative no, I mean, guy or a, or a, or a, or a diss. It's just, no, no, not at all. Like yeah. I would do the same if I, yeah. if I had, you know, um, if I had stock in Snapchat, I'd probably be much more, uh, proponent of it but i love how you i love how you frame that because we're all business people here we're all businessmen and we all have experiential knowledge about that we're in the thick of it and so it's a beautiful perspective because yeah i think there is this notion gosh you know like he's or he or she is saying this and and everybody's talking about this and oh my goodness and like that's where that's where the future is well then maybe you know and and it does it creates this unbelievable like you know, uh, a pr- compulsion to just go with that, right? It, it, creates right. This, it creates this immediacy, this urgency. And you're like, well, maybe I, I must be on that, you know? Right. Well, well I think well, on the, sorry, go ahead. go ahead, Ross. No, no, no I was ahead. just going to say real quick, like in, in, a, in the past, there was a little bit more of a pressure on somebody like that to say full disclosure. Like if he was talking up Snapchat, you'd say full disclosure, I own stock in Snapchat or I was an early investor. And then you'd go, but, you know, that's not why I'm pushing it or whatever. Um, But I noticed, kind of noticed the same thing with Tumblr. He seemed to be pushing Tumblr, like, long after anybody who was doing business was still on Tumblr. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he had some of that. I think that's, you know, that's him trying to press that stuff. And I do believe that what I think he's on to, which is the – is, is if you listen to the subtext of what he's saying mm-hmm. and the subtext of what I think is going on on social media right now is that we, are, we might be going away from social media for our products. And we also see this, for example, with Facebook, making it harder for brands to get in organically. You have mm-hmm. to pay. So I think what he's, he's being very smart about, and I think the subtext of what I'm picking up from what he's saying is that brands need to start looking at where organic is still okay. Yeah. And that's, and that is literally in voice. That's the only place right now, like where you don't have to pay to play. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where I think is interesting in what he's saying. And I think as marketers, if you're listening here, take note is that, you know, where you can find the cheapest, you know, way to reach your fans and reach people that you can sell to is an, is a important thing to keep your eye on. And that's what he's basically saying is like, you know, back before search was monetized back before you could write, you know, AdWords, you know, you had organic search and you could, and you could, you know, really easily get your stuff to the top. And that's the same with voice right now. And that's also why I'm like, you know, with LinkedIn, it's easier to build a brand there right now because there's not a lot of content creators. There's maybe, you know, someone, someone who's really into LinkedIn said the other day that there's that he he thinks that there's about five hundred to a thousand really good creators on LinkedIn, and I was like, well, that's good because if you're one out of a thousand, it's way easier to make a splash than if you're one out of a million, right? Like yeah. like Twitter or or Snapchat or Instagram or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So, and that's the same with voice. Like, if you're doing really good content in the voice side right now you can have an opportunity to do really great things. But I don't know if it pans out long-term. I I think it's also good for people who are, you know, not just big brands or small, mid-sized businesses, but just people who are building a personal brand, right? And for people like Nez and I who do client work, you know, every client 
can be a game changer for that for a specific yeah. month or a specific quarter or whatever, depending on the size of, you know, the work and so forth. And um, I do like the idea of, you know, somebody gets their briefings in the morning and they just want a quick, they're sitting at their desk and they want a quick, you know, mm-hmm. give me the news, give me the sports, what's going on in social. And okay. uh, they ask for a live streaming briefing and, and they get a couple minutes of us or, or right. you or somebody else. And then they go, well, shoot, I'd like to bring live streaming into this, or I'd like to bring, you know, social marketing into uh, my business. I don't really know where to start. Maybe, maybe I'll reach out to these guys. They seem credible. They sound good yeah. after, you know, NBC yeah. and tech meme and, you know, whoever else I was listening to in my briefings, maybe. Right. So I think, you know, it doesn't hurt if it's not, it doesn't have to be the centerpiece. Uh, now, whether that'll become like we all should be in, in audio, I don't think there's a we all should be anywhere, right? I mean, there are people- No, I think you should pick and choose. Who've turned their back on major platforms and they've done just just fine in life and in business and in marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Abs- absolutely. absolutely. I totally yeah. agree with you. Yeah, and so on that side, I mean, I think that, and, and, and you can see that also from a, from a branding perspective, the, the whole audio thing that Gary's put out there and also VaynerMedia, they're, they're looking like they're ahead of the game. They're looking like, um, you know, they're really pressing voice as the, the mm-hmm. only digital agency that really understands voice. And I think he's probably right because there's mm-hmm. not a lot of agencies, like at least in my space in Copenhagen, I haven't heard of a single... There's tons of agencies that are popping up right now that are like, we're the best in VR content, or we're the best in AR, we're the best in AI, we're the best in chatbots, we're the best. There's a lot of like smaller niche sort of agencies popping up. And he's taking a stand to say, okay, our agency is going to be known as the worldwide leader in voice, you know, advertising or voice content or, or how to use voice in the new age, right? So he's doing it from a branding perspective as well. And that's probably smart because when anybody thinks about an agency to do their voice stuff, you know, they're probably going to go to them. Um, uh, you know, my next, my next question. Um, I'm not sure if we froze up here, Nez, you, you're no, there. No, no, I'm fine. You're I'm still fine. alive. Okay. I mentally, I mentally. <laughs> <froze> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> All right. So, Which is actually something that happens often. Cause I bored him too much. He was no, like, no, no, yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> Whatever, man. I was just like, well, maybe I should I, let uh, Nez get in and ask a question now yeah, or something. I tend, to, I tend to go to bus stops a lot and just kind of zone out. And, you yeah, know, my yeah. wife has to end up finding, you know, she sends out an APB and a van, yes. a white van will come pick me up. You know, it's kind of the normal. Bring him back. Bring him back. <laughs> Bring him back. He tried to get away. Uh, he tried does, to it, be- does it say psychiatry ward on the side or yeah, on the bus? It says Looney Tunes. It says Looney Tunes on the side of the van. <laughs> Send him to Looney Tunes. Yeah, I, love, nice. I love everything you're saying. I mean, I think for me, like, it, and, and maybe we could kind of wrap this up on that, on that topic. For me, like, I don't know. I would love Chris's thoughts on this. I want to be visible. I want, I want, I think content distribution strategy is absolutely essential for anybody who wants to create a present, yeah. a brand, a business, a company, an organization. And I truly am, I feel like I'm a, just a content creating machine. I love it. You know, I mean, a lot of my, a lot of my content is not monetized. You know what I mean? Like I, right. I, I do it in other ways. My YouTube channel, you know, is monetized, but it's not, 
there's nobody's making money on AdSense, right? Like unless you're, right. you know, uh, you know, getting millions and millions of views and every video is going viral. But for yeah. me, it's like, okay, you have the opportunity to be on this channel, ABC, CNN, TNT, Fox, you know, you have the chance to be on all these channels and the cost is literally zero practically. You know, if you look at the long kind of uh, term of it, I don't know. Like, what do you think, Chris? Is it just a matter of, and, and Ross is right. Like people pick certain specific venues or platforms and they absolutely dominate. Right. But, but for me, like it has to always complement what I want as a creator, what I yeah. want business person. It has to complement what I can do if I can do it well, right. if I can, if it relates to who I am, but right. dude, at the same time, Chris, honestly, I want to be everywhere. I, I feel yeah. I have that audacity to think that I deserve to be everywhere. And this sounds very narcissistic. I hope it doesn't, but maybe it does. I have that audacity that yes, I should be in voice. Yes. I should be in video. Yes. Definitely. Ross and I are the live stream, you know, <laughs> nut jobs. We love live streaming. We're all about. Yeah. Live There's so, nothing audacity, uh, audacious about that. I mean, I think, uh, we all love attention. We all love love. It's, <laughs> yes. it's, it's, it's hey, I don't, I don't, you know I don't, what I mean? I like attention. <laughs> no, I mean we all do, and I think that's that's no. But I think that's I think that's an interesting thing to talk about, and I think you know that's also what you know. Okay, now I'm going to show some cards, you guys. Please don't, please. please, please don't. You know, take this the wrong way. But I mean, essentially, that's how. Facebook and all these social platforms have kind of screwed with us a little bit because they oh, no, psychologically, they, they know that psychologically we get a dopamine hit that every time we get a like, every time we get a comment, every time we get attention oh, yeah. and, and this is built into oh, yeah. their business model. And this is why they become the biggest. That's why Google, that's why all the biggest companies in the world right now are the ones that have, done that have engineered this ability or this thing in in their platforms where we get psychologically that dopamine hit or that's that boost of ego from from these activities so you know i caution people about this a little bit because i think that it's can be good but it's also detrimental in some ways and that is part two of our three-part conversation with Chris Cubbernus, Cubby, sharing his thoughts on how to market your business in 2018. We'll pick up the conversation uh, in another episode where Cubby will talk about how you need to go about advertising your business, how to create social media ads in an age in which everyone is cynical and not so open to uh, being advertised to. Can't wait to get into that. For Professor Nez, I'm Ross Brand. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of Ross and Nez, the live stream experience. Take care, everybody.